culture. I'm saying it's definitely deeper than rap. There are a lot of great things happening in hip-hop for sure. From the outside looking in, you may not even understand. We're reporting live from deep within the culture. Ayo, part learning platform. Part inspiration. I'm talking all things culture. It's the Hip Hop Study Hall Podcast with DJ Eakin. Fresh dressed like a million bucks. It's DJ Eakin, Tampa's most connected DJ. want to welcome you and yours to um, a little something that we like to call the Hip Hop Study Hall Podcast. Part learning platform, part inspiration, all things culture for my next set of creatives, all right? Um, what we do here is a few things. Every week, I'd like to learn something. I really would. I would really like to learn something because that is how I stay in touch with the culture, I'd like to think. That is exactly how I'd like to stay in touch. Supposed to have a special guest on later on, but before we get to that, let's do a little something that I like to call news with a blur. Things could go up and down. They could go real fast, but... If I don't like this story, I will not stay here long, Jason. Believe me when I tell you, all right? First things first, uh, R&B artist, songstress, Summer Walker got a new haircut this week. It's bald all the way around with this thing popping off on the top. Um, what, I need, what I need for you guys to do is stop being in Summer Walker, Walker's comments like this haircut is dope. This haircut is trash, yo, seriously. It's trash. It's like she got drunk one day and just decided, you know what? I don't want this hair. The haircut is trash. And we got to stop acting like because somebody make dope music or because somebody got a bunch of followers that everything they do is okay, all right? Haircut is trash. Moving right along. Um, Tom Brady retiring. Let's slow up right there. Slow up right there because I want to give the goat his flowers. Um... And, and before anybody writes me any kind of a comment on Twitter or on Facebook or on YouTube or IG, yes, being originally from New York, deep in my heart, I am a Giants fan. But like everybody else that's there, I work for the Buccaneers organization. I am a proud member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. I am the official DJ, so I'm rocking with them all across my social platforms. I'm rooting for the GOAT. I'm rooting for everybody in that pewter and red. I am a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And you know what I also have to ask? Why didn't anybody complain about my love for Tampa Bay when I first came up with this moniker, Tampa's Most Connected DJ? I ain't get no emails, Jason. I ain't get no text messages. I ain't get nothing. The minute we get Tom Brady, though, all of a sudden you're a Bucks fan, Eakin. Bro, you a Bucks fan? Ain't you? Right. These last two years, we got to thank Tom Brady, man. Like, seriously, Tom Brady don't owe the city of Tampa Bay nothing. The dude came here for two years. And what did we get? We got more than the Cowboys have gotten in 20 years. We've been to the playoffs. We got a Super Bowl ring. So Tom Brady don't really owe us anything. But I do have one pet peeve. This is the only reason, the only reason that I am glad Tom Brady is leaving. Want to hear it, Jason? I know. Jason's shaking his head. Yeah. Here, here's the only reason, if I could find any reason, that I would be happy that Tom Brady's gone. It's so I never, ever, Jason, have to see that half and half jersey again. You know that half and half jersey everybody's wearing out there? Half Buccaneers, half New England Patriots with the one and the two. Don't nobody want to see that jersey no more? Don't matter of fact, nobody I can most people from Tampa didn't want to see that jersey in the beginning. Seriously. We love the fact that Tom Brady was here, but that jersey is basura, a.k.a. in the English language, that jersey is trash. Seriously. You either all bucks or no bucks, okay? So 
with Tom gone, I'm thinking we don't have to see that jersey anymore. That's the only reason. That's the only reason. Other than that, man, thank you, Tom Brady. Thank you, Tom Brady, a.k.a. the GOAT, for what you gave us for two years here in Tampa Bay. I appreciate it. Your two years here set the city on fire. And the only thing other than, you know, that jersey is I just wish that we weren't going through the pandemic because we would have been in that stadium like every single week, like a full stadium. That's it, man. But congratulations again, Tom Brady. You deserve retirement. You've done everything that could be done in the in the world of pro football. You are going out the greatest, the GOAT, all of that good stuff, all right? Third story. And and here's my problem with this story. As as and and it see, I and I know what you're saying. Eakin, if you have a problem with the news, then why are you doing the news? Um I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking out loud with a lot of the things that you guys are already thinking, but you won't say it. Okay. So Rihanna and ASAP Rocky have announced that they are having a little one. And first and foremost, let me say congratulations to the couple. And what I am wishing for is not a boy, not a girl, but a happy baby. Because to me, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky, to me, just could be my opinion. They culture royalty. They've done a lot for the culture. They move the needle. And in my opinion, as a whole, they pretty good examples for the next generation of creatives, in my opinion. But here's my issue with that story. I'm tired of all these dudes posting as if they had a shot with Rihanna. Like they upset, Jason, that Rihanna is pregnant. Like my boy Nola, for instance. Bruh, stop blowing up the group text with all your Rihanna stuff. Stop posting that Rocky's the one that she chose. Bro, you ain't even never spoke to Rihanna. Matter of fact, I don't even know if you've been in the same room with Rihanna since, what's the song? Umbrella. Maybe in the beginning. Umbrella. Maybe. I don't know. But the group text been going crazy with you complaining that he's the one. You know, fellas, stop. And, and, and also to everybody on social media, please stop giving Drake a hard time. Drake got his own child. Drake got his own stuff going on. I just seen so many posts about the kind of music that Drake's going to be writing now that Rihanna is pregnant. Rihanna been off the market. Drake got a whole chick with a baby over here in his own situation going. But Drake been trending on Twitter. Him and Chris Brown been catching hell. Come on, man. Let them two dudes rest. Like, seriously, that if, if you wanted to know my problem with that particular story, that's it right there. Like, let Drake get a break, man. Let Chris Brown get a break. They're going to be okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm thinking Drake's going to give us a really dope album because we know how Drake is when, when, when he get in his feelings. Like that music be extra fire. All kinds of captions for your Instagram. That's how that's going to go. Um, and um, that's all I'll say about that. Um, the news with the blur is going to take a turn right now because um, this, one is, this one is a little bit serious. Way more serious, I should say. And um, actually, it's it kind of hit me, hit me a little different because... It's something that I've talked about before on this podcast and just talked about in general in real life. And um, the young lady's name is Chesley Christ. And if you don't know anything about her, in 2019, she won the Miss America pageant. She's also a lawyer. She's a correspondent for ETV. Like she was doing a lot of really dope things. And the chick was only 30. From North Carolina. Um, I want to get into this story, but first, I think that CBS News kind of laid it out as good as it can can go for this type of situation. So let's listen to the CBS News report on the suicide of Miss Chesley Christ. We have some sad news to share with you. Former Miss USA Chesley Christ died yesterday. 
New York City police say her body was found outside a high-rise apartment building near Times Square. They're calling it a suicide. Christ was an attorney. She was also a correspondent and host for the TV news show Extra. She was just 30 years old. Jerika Duncan looks back at the life that touched many hearts, including ours. Miss USA 2019 is North Carolina. Chesley Christ exploded onto the national stage, winning the Miss USA title in May of 2019. I got butterflies just now watching it all over again, just being back in that moment. And the crown's very delicate, so I love, you know, looking at it. And yeah. every morning it actually sits by my bedside. So I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm actually Miss USA, I won. The crowning of the North Carolina native marked an unexpected moment in history hey, because for the first time, three black women were the reigning Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, and Miss America. Just Did you realize when you were being crowned that this was really creating a historic moment? No, that's the funny thing. I didn't even think about it until we started seeing posts on Instagram about like, you know, there are three black queens who won the national, um, our respective national pageants. Chris was a former Division I athlete and wrote about having to be hospitalized for overworking herself while earning her law degree along with an MBA at the same time. Hey y'all, I do a lot to make sure that I maintain my mental health and the most important thing that I did is talk to a counselor. She was a mental health advocate speaking out on World Mental Health Day and last March wrote about her reflections on turning 30. She penned an essay for Allure writing, when I was crowned Miss USA 2019 at 28 years old, I was the oldest woman in history to win the title and went on to write, turning 30 feels like a cold reminder that I'm running out of time to matter in society's eyes. Her success continued as she was often spotted at red carpet events, most recently working as a correspondent for Extra. What is it like being able to do red carpets in person again? A statement from the show reads in part, Chesley was not just a vital part of the show, she was a beloved part of our extra family and touched the entire staff. According to New York City police, the 30-year-old's body was found Sunday morning in front of a high-rise in Midtown Manhattan. That same day, she made this final post on Instagram, writing, May this day bring you rest and peace. For CBS Mornings, Jerika Duncan, New York. You know, I first met her in May 2019 when she was sitting at our table at the old studio. And after the show, I asked for her number because I was so taken with her and wanted to stay in touch with her, which I did. So when I got the news yesterday, I was so prepared to talk. And now it's funny, you know, when you start saying it out loud, it's tough. When I got the news yesterday, I felt like I had been punched in the stomach, as I'm sure you did. I talked to her mom last night. You know, Chelsea comes from a family of six siblings and they are all reeling. Her mother says the family's shattered. Nobody, Nate, and I know you know her too very yeah. well. Nobody saw this coming. And this is what's so upsetting to me. How do you know to offer someone help if you don't know they need the help? That's true. That's, um, what, I'm, that's what I'm struggling with today. That's why this is hitting me so hard because yeah. she seemed to have it all. Um, she was like a sister to me. I know. We work together at Extra. Oh. My heart goes out to her family. Mm -hmm. um, Chesley was beautiful inside and out. She was earnest. She was intelligent. She lived a life full of passion yep. and determination um, and strength. She was a strong woman. Yes. So uh, this is a reminder. Check on your strong friends. 
Don't assume. Because mm -hmm. this woman was sunshine personified. Yep. And um, she, she would walk in the room and light it up. up. The room. She was sparkly and so very smart. And what's so also interesting is her, this week coming up, she had so many things to do, Tony, on her calendar. Yeah. She had a lot of things to do, a lot of things that she said she was looking forward to. And I think it's harder because people who are close to her, nobody knows, nobody has an answer to this. No. What uh, did we all miss? What did we not know? It and doesn't make tough. sense. I didn't know her personally, but I knew her work. I remember her standing right yeah. here and interviewing the three of us. Uh, and, yes. and these things don't make sense, which is why you do have to check on your strong friends and you need to ask people directly. Yeah. Uh, don't be afraid to be <clears throat> frank and direct on these yeah. issues because it can save a life. We're gonna uh, miss you, Chesley. Very much. And if you or someone you know is seeking mental health resources, you can call the National Alliance on Mental Illness. There's a helpline. It's 1-800-950-6264. And if you are in a crisis right now, you can text NAMI, that is N-A-M-I, to 741-741. Just, just a sad, sad situation when you, when you think about it. And the reason that, that this one was something that I really wanted to talk about, you know, like I play a lot on this podcast because I, I just really and truly want to when i open up the microphone either in some way or fashion be helping you learn something as i like to or be bringing you something that can make your day you know be a little brighter not always you know taking it down because to me as i scroll through social media there are more than enough things going on that you know just take us in a bad direction but the reason that i really wanted to, to talk a little bit about this story before i bring on our guest today is because it, it's it's one of those things that we we often see you know we i i'm a big meme person right? i look at the memes and, and a lot of them if you see me post a meme nine times out of ten it was extremely funny to me or i kind of believe what that meme says and one of the memes that's it's really one of my favorites is check on your strong friends and check on the people you care about in real life though and that means so much to me is because if you look at her last 10 posts, like you would have really thought that this chick had everything in order. Like it's positivity. It, it's, 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 uh, it's, a, it's, it's a good stand on mental health. These are all things that I saw her touch on. I mean, I even saw her in an interview with Denzel Washington. It was just all positivity on her post. And then this past Sunday, she makes a post and her last post is this. May this day bring you rest and peace and i'm sure anybody reading that post that was hitting her with a comment or a like had no idea that she was on her way to take her own life because if like i said if you look at her post you would have never gotten that and after this story hit i talked to a couple of people and um this was said to me and you do what you want to with this but this may be one of the realest quotes or descriptions that I've ever heard when it comes to social media. And it said, social media is like the trailer to your real life and your real life is the movie. And then the person said to me, if you think about it though, is the movie ever as good as the actual trailer? And when you look at it like that, you look at everybody that writes on social media for the And, and I, I know I'm saying everybody, but let's look at social media for the most part, right? It's a curated glimpse of everybody's lifestyle so what does everybody try to put out there they're happy or either they know what the, they got the right advice to tell you everything is going great they got a bunch of money everything they got they got they got this they got that it's always for the most part not not always let me back up off of that but for the most part everybody's posting like everything is great 
But when you turn that screen off and you have to go back to real life, that's when you have to wonder, is everybody really doing okay? You know, a long time ago, like I, I was at a school and, and I, when I met kids that told me that they were taking social media posts down because they didn't get enough likes, that blew me because I, I could never imagine that. Like I, I could never imagine like being younger and social media running me so much that I felt like I had to remove a picture because I didn't get enough likes. But then I had to think about it, though. These kids nowadays, they're born with a phone in their hand. So it's, it's a different part of their life than it was for mine. Like I like I, t- I, t- I was talking to somebody the other day and I was like, it was hard for me to get bullied when I was younger. For one, like my relatives were crazy. So I wasn't exactly, you weren't exactly going to follow me home and bully me because you didn't know what could happen on my block or with the people around me, even though I was like the smallest kid. And then also too, you know, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I was kind of a cool kid. I was little, but I was kind of cool, right? But nowadays it's harder for these kids to get away from bullying. It's harder for these kids to get away from when things aren't going right because we got people creating fake profiles. People are sharing things about them. There's videos, there's pictures. So even when you go home, if you don't put that phone down, it's still coming. It's still coming. So what do you do? Or what do you even do if you're friends with somebody? How do you even know, right? So like I said, when I saw this thing with Chesley Christ. And again, I didn't know her, never met her. I didn't even really know much about her story. But again, looking at, you know, what was said about her and I went to look at her social media and then I went to look at um, some things that were written on her. And this particular article in the, in the, in the uh, New York Post, it said, former Miss USA Chesley Christ penned a heartbreaking essay in 2021. And so I was like, heartbreaking essay? Like looking at this chick's life, What could she be writing that's heartbreaking? And for me, what I started to realize was maybe she was giving us signals all along that she wasn't doing so great. Maybe if you look at things other than her social media. Right. So looking at this article and they talk about things that she that she wrote in this in this uh, in this heartbreaking essay, as they called it. Um, Here's here's a here's an excerpt from it that I read. Um. Christ, 30, who tragically jumped to her death from her midtown high rise Sunday morning, wrote candidly in an essay for Allure about overcoming the crushing expectations she once placed on herself after she nearly worked herself to death. I discovered the world's most important question, especially when asked repeatedly and answered frankly, is why Christ wrote of her change in thinking. Why work so hard to capture the dreams I've been taught by society to want when I continue to only find emptiness? So what that's starting to say to me, and again, I don't know, this is just my opinion, do with it what you want, you may have your own opinion, is that even with all this, what seemed like to be accolades that she was getting, in reality, she was still feeling empty. She was still feeling like something wasn't there. And what I really started to notice was it seemed like to me that the more she thought about being 30, like that bothered her a lot, right? Check this part out. Christ was 28 when she won the 2019 Miss USA pageant, becoming the oldest winner in the contest history. A designation, even the sparkling $200,000 pearl and diamond Mikimoto, I guess I'm saying that right, crown could barely brighten for some diehard pageant fans who immediately began to petition for the age limit to be lowered, she noticed. Now, I ain't no pageant, dude. But she ain't looking 30, but... 
if folks, is it really that serious that because she won, folks are like, she's too old to be Miss America? And I guess I'm not in the pageant world, so it makes you think differently about what she might have been going through, right? So here she wrote more. A grinning, crinkly-eyed glance at my achievements thus far makes me giddy about laying the groundwork for more. But turning 30 feels like a cold reminder that I'm running out of time to matter in society's eyes. And it's infuriating. I ain't looking at you right now. I'm just looking at Jason, actually. Is 30 really that old? It, it's really not that old. But I guess, though, when you look at this world that I've been a part of for a long time in entertainment, they say even especially about the rap game, right? It's a young man's sport. So I guess, and again, I'm not a woman, so don't take this as I know this, but I've heard and I've heard stories from talking to different women that it's even harder for a woman because a lot of things are based on their looks and how they are perceived by the audience and the fact that this business is pretty much ran mostly by men. So that makes you think again, right? Or it made me think again. How much was really on her shoulders? Like, did she really? I mean, obviously, it was way more than she chose to bear because of the route that she took. But it just makes me think again, like, and you can't blame them. You got to check on your strong friends, man. Like, you got to ask them how they're really doing, you know. And, you know, I saw something. um, on another newscast and they were talking to someone who, you know, has worked in dealing with people who have mental mental health issues and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't know if I would ever be comfortable asking this, but I guess nowadays I have to look at it differently. They were like, you can't be afraid to ask your friends if you think that something is wrong or their mindset is shifting or like all of a sudden they're giving away their belongings and they're starting to talk about life doesn't matter. Like you shouldn't be afraid to ask them, have they contemplated suicide? That's a heavy question to ask somebody, right? Like that's a real, real heavy question to, to, to ask somebody, but living in today's society, man, like, I guess we have to do it now. We, we can't, we have to go the extra mile to check on even the people that we think are the strongest. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave it there, man. Um, once again, rest in peace to Miss Chesley Christ. I didn't know her personally. I do know that um, if people matter to you, like you post or like we, you know, like we post and say all these things out there, then tell them, you know, tell them that they matter and not just when, you know, when you need something or, you know, that type of thing, you know, like really and really check on them, not just shooting them a, a message on Instagram or, you know, DMing them a meme, like actually call them. Like I know some people still be talking about, Hey man, don't call me. If you can text man, call them, man, call them so you can hear their actual voice, make them pick up so you can hear in their voice that they're doing okay. You know, because, um, once they're gone, ain't nothing you can do, you know, but talk about how great that they were. That's all you can do, man. Um, you know, and um, there's all sorts of numbers out there that you can call and try to get help. But again, my point to this is if you care about somebody, let them know 
and do your best to be there for them. And and that to me is the extra step that you can take, man. So because these stories to me are coming way, way too often. And her story is a big deal because of who she was. But imagine the stories that we're not hearing about. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, let's rock out with this, man. I, uh, I think Raw Youngin's going to be with us here on the uh, podcast from Epic Records. Uh, see if we can get him in here. As I told you, the dude was going to join us here at the Hip Hop Study Hall podcast. My dude, Raw Youngin, uh, let's see, 808 Mafia slash Epic Records recording artist. Uh, first things first, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, bro. How about you, bro? Not too bad. Um, Let's yeah, let's yeah. do this for folks who and and even me like I moved here from New York right I went to UCF in Orlando and I live in Tampa right now so if someone's yeah. to ask you where Lake City Florida is where you from where would that be as if they were thinking about like Orlando Tampa where's Lake City at Lake City like more like North Florida like you know what I'm saying it's like right here next door to Duval we okay. like right next door to Duval like thirty minutes from Jacksonville forty five okay you know what I'm saying so we love, you can't miss us though like. If you if you going through Georgia, you right. got to come through Lake City. If you going to Georgia from from the south, got you. So let's talk yeah. about the scene, man. Let, let, I I did a little reading on you, and it's some things I want to ask you. But let, let's first just talk about. For me, I'm I'm doing some discography work, look at uh, research on you, and records start appearing late 2018, 2019. How, yeah. What what made you decide that you know this hip hop thing was was the move for you? Like really, like um, what motivated me to do the music shit? Like really, like I started out like doing shows in my hometown. You feel me? And I had like all the jits that was on my trail. You feel me? Right. Like, everywhere I had the surrounding counties. I hit Baker. Like look, I hit all the surrounding counties up. Like live old Jasper. You know what I'm saying? I did shows at them places. So you, so you, did, so man. so this ain't nothing fake for you. The groundwork has been put in. The work of being on the ground and being in the scene. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely, nigga. We we we've been on the grind. We've been on our grind. Like I say, like we was there well with it. You feel me? And I ain't never had no dull moment on the come up. Right. So like I like it. Let me let me ask you this part right here because it, you know it's it's a big thing nowadays with a lot of artists, especially younger artists that are coming into this game like yourself that are newer artists, right? And they think, oh man, all I got to do is get on YouTube. Uh, you know, that's all we got to do is we got to go digital. How important yeah. was that grind of actually going and meeting those fans that you were building and, and shaking hands with them and being in those crowds live and and, and direct with those people? I mean, uh, every, reset that again. Like when you, you know, nowadays a lot of, a lot of artists, especially younger artists, right? The newer artists, they think everything can be done online. Everything is digital. All I got to do is make a video, put it on YouTube. But one of the yeah. things you talk about that you did was you started to build a fan base from your city, surrounding cities, and you got out there and you went out there and met those fans and performed for those fans. How important was yeah. that part see, to you, to your grind and your growth? See, it's important to do that though. You feel me? Cause like that way your organic fan base going to come in that like, of course, anybody can make a viral video and then and and the world gonna see it. You know what I'm saying? If you're doing something crazy that they want to see, but like that fan base ain't gonna stick with you. You know right. what I'm saying? You just came out the blue, right? Like me, I like they they work with me. You know what I'm saying? They seen my come up. You know what I'm saying? I was in every every team party, like you know what I'm saying? Performing. They already knew I was coming before I even said I was coming. Right? They know I'm gonna be there. You feel me? Was like. Yeah. 
Deep. It's important to be on your ground, like on the groundwork. You know what I'm saying? Communicate with people and shit. Right. The thing I tell, the thing I tell a lot of artists too, man, and it seems like you notice this, is that they forget, like you know, they start looking at the rap game, right? And they see all these big people that they want to meet and this, that, and the other, right? They forget how important that person right next to you is. And you talk about the teen crowd and how you really rock with them. Do you think that that's a misunderstood generation right now when it comes to the hip hop scene? Like, do you think that the older cats should be watching more and listening more other than when it's time to make money? Yeah, for sure. Of course. Because, like, it's a, it's a lot of young niggas out here hard, bro. Even, like, female artists, too. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot It's a lot of talent out here, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I, f- I do feel like the younger artists get overlooked more. You know what I'm saying? Because people want to do business with, you know what I'm saying, people that's grown over 18, got, you know what I'm saying, they don't really, they don't really want to deal with the jits, you know what right. I'm saying? But we the motion though. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. They, they, they say hip hop is a young man's sport, man. Speaking of that record, jit, man, where did that come from? Like, did that come from what we talking about right now? Where you, where you feel like, you feel like folks wasn't, folks wasn't looking at, you know, like, like someone of your age and understanding the amount of things that you can do if you put in the work. Like jit, jit, jit. See that jit record came about like um, me and Southside worked on that record, eight oh eight. Right. So like he he um he actually like wrote the hook, the jet part. We came up with that, you know what I'm saying? But we really was like we put it out just like, you know what I'm saying? Bring the word jet out for people to understand what jet is. You right. know what I'm saying? Like a jet is like like a young adult. You know what I'm saying? Right. Jit, jit. Right. Like how the song is. It say jet wild as fuck. Jet really up. Twenty jets riding them do the truck. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? They they kids, but they still doing grown shit right yeah Speak, yeah and 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 working with Southside, man how's that been because i mean when you talk about 808 mafia and you talk about the work that they've put in in Southside himself like even let's start with how did that how did that relationship come about really um i met Southside through my manager and my homeboy uh shout out to the road runner jayu and omar omar my manager he had uh, introduced me to Southside. Like three years ago, two years ago, type shit. That's how I met Southside met. And how and how and obviously, well, me asking how's the relationship going, it's a kind of a rhetorical question, but on like some big brother dude who really got experience <laughs> in the industry, how important has that been to your growth? Oh, it's it's very important though, because he done taught me so much shit, like without him that I wouldn't knew. So I probably would eventually found out, but I want to find out that fast. You feel me? He taught me a lot. You feel me? Right. Like he, I appreciate him, bro. Our, our relationship still up. We on right, right track. You know what I'm saying? That bro, I talk to him every day. Day is birthday. Happy birthday, bro. Oh yeah, big up the south, south side, man. Happy birthday. Let me let me talk about some of these lyrics here, that, or this one in particular, because this this one right here, when I look at what's going on out here, you know, on the block in the street, and when I look at what's going on in the rap game, this one kind of stood out to me, and I and I saw you talk about it too in another in another article. This is one of your lyrics right here. It says, "I started rapping when I noticed we were dying to live." Uh huh. Let me get some meaning behind that. You said what? The lyric that this is one of your lyrics, if I'm not mistaken. I started rapping when I noticed we were dying to live. Uh huh. Give me some meaning behind that lyric. It was just like I made that song like right after my partner had uh got killed. You know what I'm saying? I just was in that mode, like you know what I'm saying. I get it. Man. 
when you when you when you look at what's going on around the rap gaming and you look at like the the subject matter of course rap has always been a battle sport it's always been very much about the block very much about what's going on in neighborhoods we the newscasters that's what hip-hop has always been but when you look at yeah. we've lost some of the brightest you know stars like pop smoke triple x that king yeah, Va- king vaughn dudes like that what do you what do you think that we have to you know being like the next you 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 seeming to me to be one of those dudes that's yeah. next what do you think that we have to do to police ourselves in hip-hop to make sure that we don't we don't keep losing our next set of stars I mean, like, um, cause you out there, you out there now. You seeing what's going on? You right there. You yeah. in? You know? Yeah. But like, it, it's certain way. I can't really, I can't really, you know what I'm saying? I can't really pinpoint it. I can't really say it. You feel me? Cause like, you got, you got niggas that envy, bro. Right. Every day they envy. Like you got people that don't like niggas for no reason. You feel me? That you can't control. Uh, the world can't even control. Like you got you got niggas that just don't give a fuck. You never feel but they don't care. They don't they ain't living for nothing. So like it's really, bro, it really like just the world just crazy, bro. You gotta be on your P's and Q's. Like me as an artist, I say key security. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's one of that's one like that's one thing I say, but like as far as the violence with the artists, bro, like you got it's gonna be people that ain't gonna never like artists. Right, just because of what's going on around them and the, and you the feel jealousy. So right. like, you ain't nobody probably ain't gonna never see that unless you make all the people that you know what I'm saying feel some type of way. Just get them what you have. Right. Let's talk about some of these records that you have out. Madman from the block. What's your, your latest one? Is this the, is this the LAX record? Is that the newest record that you have out? Of, am I correct on that? Yeah. The LAX record is that that the new single that we pushing right yeah. now? The new single yeah, LAX. That's the last- yeah, that's the last single I dropped, LAX. Okay, who who you work with on that one? Uh, really, it was just me. Okay. Oh, so you you producing you producing some of your music? You producing as oh, well? Oh, oh no no no! You talking about the beat? Who made the beat? Yeah, like who's who's who? Are you, yeah, who you produce? Uh, who's producing? Really don't know. No, I really can't even say who made LAX beat right now off the top of my head. Right. <laughs> I really can't even tell you. It's all good, man. I know how it came about though. Right. It's, it's moving. And, and yeah, I know I know how I came about though. I was just um, I made LAX chilling in LA. Right. I was out there in LA for like a month. I'm just chilling. You know what I'm saying? So they were like, you need to uh I have a partner. He like, you need to rap by what's going on right now. I had made it the first day I was in LA too. Right. So you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm saying I'm gonna rap by what I did today. You know what I'm saying? How's I was on the flight, dripping a little right when shopping in LAX. You know, LAX. <laughs> LA at airport, they got a they got like a little mall in there. Oh, I know, I know. I've been to LA. <laughs> I know. You feel me? Hey, so so how's it been moving around? Like I you starting to move around a bit more and see more of the country, man. Like coming from Lake City, Florida, like how is it has it opened you up to like more ideas of what to, what you're doing next with your music or how's it been? Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. Like I pick up easy on shit. Like that's all I do. I soak up game, you know what I'm saying? From the OGs I pick up. You know what I'm saying? Take heed. So, like, yeah. And for me, I'm from a small town, bro. Lake City, small. So, like, you know what I'm saying? I gravitate quick. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we on fast. So, like, yeah, yeah, man. That shit helped nigga out. True. Big time. True. So, you got a full link? Are you are we working on an album right now? A mixtape? I know you got you got a few records that are out here that are definitely moving right now. Like, like you said, you just you got LAX that's going right now. Are we working on a full length project? Are we working on a mixtape? What's next? 
Yeah, I'm finna drop an EP. I'm trying to get it out like end of March. Okay. Yeah, like the end of March. Hopefully the beginning. But y'all, yeah, I'm finna shoot out an EP. Right. You know what I'm saying. I, I know Southside's working on that with you. Anybody else? Anybody else in the in the booth with you? Features or anybody else on production right now? You don't. You're not even sure. Oh yeah, I got uh Venzo. I really be recording with Venzo. I got five K beats. Um. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got I got some Zay Tobin beats. Shout oh, out wow. to Zay. Zay had pulled up on me. I was in the A. Yeah, I got I got a couple Southside beats too. Gotcha. Okay. You 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 got a date when that might be dropping? Yeah, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna drop all see all those songs right there. Right. Singles. So I got singles with them boys. So I'm gonna drop all. I'm gonna put together an EP. Right. I'm dropping all that in March. Are you do you are you one of those artists that feel like too? Because a lot of artists that I talk to now, especially cats that are really moving now, they feel like you gotta keep feeding your fan base. Like you gotta keep feeding them. So how often do you feel like you gotta give them give your fan base a new record? Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like that, you feel me? Cause like <coughs> you feel me, you don't want you wanna you wanna you wanna you wanna feed your people, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? They need to know like Okay, that boy dropping, bro. Cause like at, at the end of the day, you got niggas dropping. That's hard every day. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got niggas that's hard, bro. They dropping. So like, I just be feeling like you got to keep up. Like you want to be the best. Like you got to keep up. Like you see, like I look at the mainstream artists. Like they dropping. Right. You got to keep up with these boys. You want to be noticed. You know what I'm saying? So I believe I have to drop like three times a month, four wow. times a month. You feel me? That's that what type of time and I be on. No, nah, and, and and it's real different too because, like I said, and and I and I asked that because looking like back in the day, right, like how singles were not, and I'm sure you know this if you know anything about the history of this music thing, it was like, and I'll never forget Will Smith had this talk. Will Smith was like, you work on the album, then you promote the album, and then you go on tour, and that all took place yeah. in a year. But meanwhile, like you're saying, you almost like you said, just to keep up, and you got to keep feeding them in this internet era. You got to keep dropping. You got to drop records like. Like like you said, three times a month, almost every week, you gotta drop a new record. Yeah, for sure. That's just like that's just like what I believe I do. You know right. what I'm saying? That's what I that's what I say to do. You know what I'm saying? You drop like four times. Right. You four play- times a month. So I'm guessing just once stay you- in their faith, bro. That's what it's about. Right. Stay in their faith. Like let them know you here. Like I could drop a hundred days straight if I wanted to. Back back. Like I'm here. I'm here. I got it. You know wow. what I'm saying? That's some work right there. That's some work right there. So after so after we get the EP out, I guess you going on the road then. Then then you going and, yeah, and touch the fans I'm straight. Trying to start. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try to put together a tour. Yeah, I'm gonna put together a tour, going tour and shit. You know what I'm saying? Then after that, draw some more EPs. You know what I'm saying? Bigger and better shit. You know. Got you. So who are you looking up to right now? Who what who who who, who well, not even so much who you who you looking up to, but who are you listening to right now? Other than you know making making dope music yourself, who give me give me three artists that you actually that when you in the car that you be like I gotta check this. Yeah, all right. I know I'm uh, I'm gonna play. I'm I'm, I'm gonna turn on Baby, Jeezy. Uh, I'm turn on YB. Now let me let me let me let me touch the Jeezy thing. Is Jeezy considered the OG? Is it you yeah. you you going back with a Jeezy like old Jeezy or just all of yeah, the Jeezy? Yeah, yeah. I want see see. I, I fuck with Jeezy the dumb way, but like I like all his old music. Like I don't play none of the new shit. I fuck right. with like the reception, <laughs> right? And like can't ban the snowman. You know right. what I'm saying? Like all that old shit. That's what that's what make you get up and be like, yeah, this is Jeezy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That real trap music. 
Got you. So, all right. So we got it. We got an EP in the works. We got we got records out right now. We got Mad Man from the block and the new the new joint LAX and the, and of course, like you told me, you steadily feeding them in this in this game in this entertainment game in this entertainment game. Other than other than music, is there any any other anything else that you planning on doing in this game or that you got ideas for down the road? Uh, you say other than music? Yeah, other you know, because I mean, like a lot, you know, this you know this entertainment and hip hop thing, it goes hand in hand with so many other things that Man, that cats being entrepreneurs. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You know, I really want to play like in some movies. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Okay, I get I get that right. I fuck around and slide in the door on the movie to you know what I'm saying? I turn to an actor. Okay, you know what I'm so so let me get this. Let me get this. Is it comedy? Is it action movie? Is it is it drama? Is it a scary movie? I ain't really, I ain't really no funny guy, so oh. <laughs> really it'd probably be like a. Uh, I want to be like in more like a drama shooting type of movie. Yeah, like, you could do bad boys though. You could do a bad boys. Yeah, like so. Yeah, some shit like that. Bad boys. You okay. Know what I'm saying? On some okay. Okay. Cool you know, and that, and that you took know place, and you you probably could do that too because that took place in Florida. You you fit. You go. You go right with that. Yeah, cause I already got to move out. They called Blood of My Brother. I dropped that two years ago. Oh, wow. Me and, and a couple of my homies. Shout out to me. He, he helped put it together. Child Mullins. Oh, so a you, are, you already got some credits. Boys. You already got some credits out there. Oh, yeah. I got a movie, Blood of My Brothers, man. Three, three million on YouTube. I only dropped it on YouTube. Homemade movie. Wow. I can't even be mad at that work right there, man. How can they find you on social media, man? Where can, where can they find you at? Uh, Raw Yang and Airwell. Everywhere. Uh, Raw Yang on Spotify, Raw Yang on YouTube, Raw Yang on Instagram, Raw Yang on Twitter. Everything. Raw Yang. Appreciate I appreciate you taking the time, man. Once again, man, uh Lake City, Florida on the map, man. Yeah, and I like what you're doing, man. Like I said, I, I listen to some of the music, man. And I just appreciate the fact of like your mindset is like you wanna you wanna make this thing really go, man. And you really appreciate the art form, man, and that, that part. Yeah, yeah, got to, man. Got to, bro. I, I appreciate every moment of it, bro. That's what's dope. Let me ask you this, though. Gut. We come from the mud. This shit changed my life. I can't lie. So, I love it, bro. I love it, bro. So, if you so if you meet a younger cat right now that'd be like, man, give me some advice on, on getting into the game, what would you tell him? I'd just be like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Stay prayed up. Stay focused. You know what I'm saying? Keep a, tr- a clean pal. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want no problems in this music business. You know what I'm saying? I tell them, like, you know, stay in your own lane. You know what I'm saying? Always keep grinding. Put in hours. Like, you got to put in hours in this business, bro. Like, you can't just go in the studio one week, stay out five weeks, go in another, like, this every day. You know what I'm saying? Even if I ain't even recording, shoot a trill, a music video, trill on your phone, promote yourself. You know what I'm saying? In some type of way, if you're trying to do it in the music. Like, you know, that's what I tell them. That ain't bad advice, man. My man, Raw Youngin, man. Uh, like I said, the new single out right now. It's called LAX. And don't forget, he got other joints out. Madman from the block as well. Uh, Madman and from the block as well. Plus, um, we're working on an EP. After the EP, expect to see him on the road. And if things go right, you're going to get on that screen and, and get, get some movies out there as well. Oh, yeah, man. Action. 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 <laughs> my, man, my man, Run Raw Youngin, man. Hip Hop Study Hall Podcast. I appreciate you taking the time, man. Thank you. Three, three, six. Yes, sir. I appreciate that, man. That's a wrap, man. Appreciate Raw Youngin, man. Uh, eight oh eight Mafia slash Epic Records artist out of Lake City for stopping through with us and chilling with us here at the Hip Hop Study Hall podcast. Um, 
a lot of things covered today, man. And I appreciate you rocking with us. Um, shout out to everybody too, rocking with us over on that YouTube channel at Hip Hop Study Hall. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and all that good stuff. And as well as the podcast, all right? Hip Hop Study Hall, you know, it's everywhere where you get, you know, your podcast fixed and all that good stuff. Shout out to Radio Influence. I am DJ Eakin Tampa's most connected DJ. And once again, man, this does not work without you, man. So I appreciate you, all right? Hip Hop Study Hall, we gone. Until next week.